Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Todd Stiles, and I'm glad you've joined us today on November 3rd, 2020, Election Day. And no, the Extra Point Podcast today is not about the election. Instead, it is about working together, something that we don't see very much uh, in our cultural landscape, but in the spiritual landscape. Uh, when it comes to God's church, we should see all of us working together for the mission of God. And so I want to bring you some additional insight into that very subject. Uh, we looked at it last Sunday. We rooted our study in Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, where we see the only reference to both elders, deacons, and saints at the beginning of a letter in Philippians 1, 1 and 2. And we see an important word there when he says that he's greeting the saints who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, or with the elders and deacons. I won't review all of that sermon, obviously, except to say this. We learn from this verse and through the overview of Philippians that really Paul there is officially thanking the Philippian church. He's reminding the Philippian church that that they, along with the elders and deacons, they, they are to um, you know, lead the flock of God for the mission of God. There is unity and there is mission. And I mentioned to you in the sermon that there were other instances in the Bible when, when we see elders and deacons in the church working together for the mission of God. That Paul here actually sums it up in one verse here in Philippians 1 and kind of throws some official weight to this fact that, yes, there at Philippi, the elders and deacons and saints should work together in unity and on mission. But I want to bring to you those other two places, at least, where where this occurs. The, the first one is in Acts chapter 6. It takes place in Jerusalem. And there we see the elders and deacons both addressing the feeding of the widow crisis that was occurring. And and I would encourage you to read through those verses, perhaps on your own, but in Acts 6, it was the elders who, who heard about the crisis among the widows at first. And instead of adopting this responsibility solely, they actually recruited deacons, men who were servants of good character, spiritual integrity, um, to help them with this. They turned it over to them, in fact, the Bible says. Now, the result wasn't just that the widows got fed. You recall the widows were in two different camps. There were uh, those Hellenistic widows and then those strictly Jewish widows, and there was a sense, at least, of favoritism between the two. So the result of these incredible deacons handling this on behalf of the elders the result wasn't just that the widows got fed and that a detour was averted, that unity was kept. But if you read through Acts 6, what you find is that more priests became obedient to the faith. The sense of that text is that, yes, people came to Christ because the church was unified and stayed on mission. And among those who came to faith, it was, it was uh, noted that some were even priests. And so do you see what's happening in Acts 6? The elders and deacons are leading together with the flock of God for the mission of God. That's example number one of what we also see, I believe, in the book of Philippians, 
sort of, um, I, I wouldn't say hinted at, but pointed to in those first two verses. The second example is in the book of 1 Timothy, which I believe 1 Timothy is really a, a church how-to manual. And of course, in 1 Timothy, we have uh, the chapter, it's chapter 3, where we have a descriptive understanding of what to look for in both elders and deacons. Um, and as he comes to the near the middle or towards the end of chapter 3, he says that these two offices are to work with the church so that the church remains a buttress of the truth or a foundation for the truth. And what Timothy was battling was, was heresy. He was uh, called to refute false teachers. He was there in Ephesus. I suspect that perhaps it was even among some of the current elders um, when Paul departed that they were now falling away. Paul even predicted this in Acts chapter 20, that some from their own number would would rise up and seek to turn people away. So perhaps Timothy was actually dealing with that in this moment. And so uh, Paul is encouraging Timothy, along with his elders and deacons and the church there, to stand strong for the truth, to raise up the right kind of men who will lead, the right kind of men who will serve, and then together with the flock, they would serve in unity and stay on mission. So here's example number two of how elders and deacons lead with the flock of God for the mission of God. This just brings added support to our main thought from Sunday, that it's not just Philippians that points to the fact that we must be in unity and on mission, but here are two other examples, two other cities, Jerusalem and Ephesus, two different churches where being in unity and on mission was essential. Two other thoughts to bring to your attention before we wrap up this week's edition of the Extra Point Podcast. One is this, that we don't create unity, we just strive to keep it. In fact, the New Testament never calls us to create unity or to devise it or to make it up, uh, something that we manufacture, but it does call upon us consistently to maintain, to keep it. And so I'd remind you that as we work together, both leaders and followers, or we could say the three groups of elders, deacons, and the church sheep or the church members, our goal isn't to try to devise a way to become unified. Christ has unified us at the cross. Ephesians says he's broken down the walls of hostility. And so we are unified. Let us focus now on keeping that unity. That's really the the work of the church. And we do that by not letting our preferences and personalities uh, rise to the level of what really is the mission that we're on from God. This is not minimizing or neglecting or even trying to dismiss uh, individuality. We've learned from different series in the past through the spiritual gifts that there is variety and diversity in the gifts and yet there's also unity in the gifts and so we have to balance these and the way to continue to keep unity and to strive to maintain a oneness in the spirit is to not eliminate individuality but to make sure we appropriately place it as secondary to the to the mission that demands all of our attention um and and um um, you know, awareness. It's God's mission that we are unified around. It's, it's not uh, an individual's 
personality or a certain person's uh, platform uh, or unique niche. Um, those are things that weigh into the mission, and they're utilized by God's sovereign grace and His Spirit. But th- what sits on the throne of, of the church is who sits on the throne of the church is Christ and His mission. And so I just want to remind you again of what we said Sunday when it comes to unity. That yes, we each have a role, and there is individuality, but unity is truly unity when our commitment to the overall mission remains strong, even if, and I might even say even when, our individual visibility is lessened, or perhaps our personal preferences have to be adjusted for the sake of the mission, or perhaps our specific role is tweaked because of the mission. It's how we respond in those times that we really find out if we are unified. And I think this applies to all of us at different times in different ways. But that's when our unity is tested. And, in, and it's in those moments that we must work hard. We must persevere to maintain the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. To be a, a body of believers that's comprised of sheep, shepherds, and deacons. Or we could say sheep, shepherds, and servants. All striving to be in unity and on mission for the glory of God. I trust that's what we'll do. And as you heard Sunday, we have 12 initiatives we're calling FFC 360, kind of a holistic way to view our strategy. Uh, 12 things we're asking you to orient your life around over the next four to five years that we think will increase our ability to actually implement the strategy which points us towards the mission of God and helps us become a group of disciple-making disciples to, to live in an environment that's, uh, that's um, uh, a people ready to reproduce, a people who are devo- developing devoted followers of Christ, who celebrate and grow and serve for the glory of God. Yes, these 12 initiatives, what we're calling FF3, FFC 360, uh, those, are, those are things we're hoping that you will unify around and be on mission about. So... You were given that information Sunday. We'll talk more about it in our fireside chats all this month. Call me, email me, call our office, see any of our pastors or elders. We'll help you kind of process those. I just wanted to lay out before you that Philippi was the only city in which all three groups, shepherds, servants, and sheep, were to work together. It's also seen in Ephesus, also seen in Acts. This is the story of the church. Elders and uh, Elders and deacons leading with the flock of God for the mission of God. Well, it's been good coming to you again this week on the Extra Point Podcast. I'll be out next week, but Travis will be here, and I hope you'll join him then. Till then, have a great election day.